Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Appreciate you watching. This is going to be, for some, a sensitive topic, but we're going to get straight to the point. So if you're joining us, please don't pitch your company at all. This is not a pitch fest. So no need to mention anything about your company, no need to mention anything indirectly so people look you up, nothing like that. As always, if you're just joining us, this is a pretty in-depth topic and so we're gonna get right into it. So I'm gonna start out with a story. I started in this industry back in 2008 and as I started, I thought there was only one true company and I thought, this is the only company and there's no such thing as other companies and all the other companies suck and I had this scarcity mentality and I had this individual who left my team and I thought for sure this is the wrong decision and what are they doing and they ended up leaving and they ended up leaving to a brand new company and I'm like they don't have the leadership there, they don't have the leadership from corporate, they don't have the leadership from a distributor standpoint and this individual left and Behold, lo and behold, this individual ended up making a ton of money, ended up being a great fit for them. And so it was a great learning lesson for me that I was drinking the Kool-Aid and I can't make those decisions for everybody. So I will not bash one company at all. The only thing I'm gonna tell you guys is, is what to look for. I'm gonna tell you guys certain principles to look for. I'm gonna tell you certain things to avoid. I'm gonna build up the industry and, and give you guys some of that. Now the first thing is, is before we do that is let's preface it. No one can ever give you an exact formula as far as this is the perfect company, nothing's ever gonna happen. As we've seen several large companies that we would have never guessed that went out of business, that's just part of the real world. That's just gonna happen. You can't ever, ever, ever know. Now there are ways to better hedge that risk, but at the same time, there is always risk associated. So one of the things that I see and this is in sales. Sales typically they'll teach you is, is playing up the good, downplaying the bad. So I've seen both older and newer companies do that. I've seen older companies say, oh, don't you dare join any company that's not 10 years old. I guarantee we all know they weren't saying that when they were two or three or four or five years old. They were saying don't join the old companies. And now they're saying don't join the new companies. There's too much risk. They're gonna go out of business, yada, yada, yada. And sometimes, right, there's some truth to that. But they're, they're playing up what their strengths are, which is okay to some extent, but at the same time, it depends on what someone's looking for. And the newer companies are going to say, oh yeah, the timing's done, that old company's done, their compensation's outdated, maybe their products are outdated, maybe their marketing's outdated, mm -hmm. you know, you got to be the first person to join you know, this business, you gotta be part of that first mover's advantage and the timing's incredible and that sort of thing. And they're gonna do the complete opposite, right? It depends on what you are looking for. If you're somebody, some people like to look for, you know, maybe they like the new idea. And maybe they do feel like there is a little bit more risk, but maybe they do feel like there's more upside. And other times, people like the security and they still feel like there's just as much upside or more upside. So. There is no set thing of don't join this or don't join that or you have to join this or that sort of thing. So that's the first thing that I really, really wanted to get out of the way. Uh, if you've been in this industry, I think it's fun. Uh, one of the things I wanna do before I start getting into some of the myths, 
not even miss, let's talk about some of the pitfalls. We're not pitching what company you're from or anything like that, no indirect pitches or anything. Some of the things I will tell you to avoid before we're gonna get into the four key things, and I'll get in depth here, is avoid the deal-centered companies, okay? I know a lot of times leaders say, hey, I joined this company, this was the best fit for me, this was the best fit for my team, but in reality, a lot of times it's, it's because of the deal. Other times, maybe they were looking for the best company, best fit, after they found the best fit, then they negotiated some sort of deal. I don't know, the biggest thing is it's just, just have some sort of transparency of, of what it is and why, especially if you're leading a large group and large teams because people don't know, right? They don't know, they're, they're trusting you as a leader and that sort of thing, so avoid the deal-centered companies. The other thing to avoid is, is companies that have bad compliance. If you see a company that is making false income claims, right, and it's out of control, it, maybe the company's new, maybe the company's in growth, and they're doing their best to monitor that, that's a little bit different, right, if they're trying to get their bearings and do that because maybe they grew a lot faster than they expected. But if a company is not trying to watch that, if a company is not trying to teach it the right way, Bad compliance will create a bad culture, which also will bring the regulatory bodies into your company and will cause a lot of problems. It will cause fines, it can cause possible shutdowns and that sort of thing. And so that's something to really look for. Those are things to avoid. Uh, what I want to get into though is what are the things we should look for? What are the things that we want? What are the things that all of us need to look for um, as far as joining a company? And before I get into that, look, I'm not telling anybody. Most of the time you should stay where you're at. Most of the time, you know, you, like we always say, choose your heart. Everything is hard, right? Every single place you're gonna go has issues. And so what I would say is, is do everything you possibly can to stay where you're at. I understand that at some point, it's just, you just are done no matter what. And sometimes that is the right decision. More often than not, the right decision in my opinion is to stay where you're at, but I get it and most leaders get that, and so what I wanna do is, is really teach you in the event that you are gonna leave, which hopefully you're not, hopefully you're gonna stay, I'm gonna mm -hmm. always, always tell people that hopefully you stay, but in the event that you do leave, I'm gonna tell you some of the things to look for. So first things, first thing I'm gonna talk about, products. Is it a product that you would buy, or maybe people in general you feel like would buy, if, there were no opportunity attached to it. Think about that. Now, I, it doesn't have to just be you. People are like, well, would you buy it? Well, if it's a weight loss product and I don't need to lose weight, it doesn't have to be just about me. Is it something that I feel like has value, right? A lot of times business owners look at value. So is it a product you feel like there's enough value that people would buy? Is there enough demand if there were not an opportunity attached to it? If people start this business, from an affiliate or distributor standpoint, and they quit the business, would they still order the product or service, okay? Would they still order the product or service? Is there enough value to it? Is there enough value to the product or service that customers will recruit customers? Because there's, there's a little known thing and it's not talked about a lot, so I'm just gonna be really blunt. The way you create a $100 million company that's sustainable, the way you do it, in a couple different ways, is, is one, you have a lot of affiliates or distributors and those that quit the business because, what is it, 90 plus percent of people get three or four no's and then they quit the business. 
they keep ordering the product or service because there's enough value. That's one way. Number two is to focus on customer acquisition from the from the first from the get-go, right? And help customers who who their strong retention and have customers who recruit customers, right? So those are really the ways that you create a sustainable hundred plus million dollar company. Otherwise, if it's just focused on the deals, if it's just focused on the opportunity, it's gonna go up. Eventually there's gonna be the new hottest, latest, greatest. You know, they're going to have a better product or service. They're going to have a better compensation plan. The opportunists are going to jump and you're not going to have a sustainable business and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to say, well, what happened to my business? I thought this was perfect timing and you're going to end up leaving. So number two is culture. And part of culture is target market, but culture, what are you looking for? There's so many different types of cultures and culture is, is, is so important. You know, part of the culture, yes, it is the customer acquisition and what you're focusing on. But if you're in a culture where it's just deals, right, and, and that's not what you're looking for, good luck. If you're in, and let's just talk about target markets, if you're in a millennial uh, uh, company, right, and mm -hmm. or let's say you're looking for a millennial type company, Gen Y, and you're looking for people the age of, of 25 or 20 years old, and the whole company's focus is on baby boomers, Good luck, right? I'm not saying it's not possible, but good luck. If you are part of the exact opposite, right? And uh, it's it's a company that's focused on uh, millennials and you're a baby boomer, that's okay uh, if you wanna focus on millennials, right? So you gotta look at what you're focused on. If you're somebody who wants to build in North America and the company's saying, oh, we're in this massive momentum, but they're building in Europe or they're building in Asia and that's not what the focus is for you, but that's the whole company's focus on culture and price points and products and services. Good luck. The culture's probably not going to be a fit for you. So make sure you understand that and understand the value of, of culture and some of your beliefs and how you do things right and how they do things. That's something that's really, really important to everybody because they're always gonna tell you, well, yeah, we don't have that, and that's why it's a perfect fit because it's just wide open for you. You can't be everything to everyone. It's niches to riches. You gotta figure out your niche, right? The company's gotta figure out their niche. Look at, and I'm not gonna name companies because I don't wanna do that, but I'm thinking of the top companies, right? Every single one of them has a niche. They're not everything to everyone. It's whether it's Asia or it's Europe or it's US or it's weight loss or it's travel or it's whatever it is, they have their niche. So don't be sold on, oh yeah, that's why you'd be perfect. We've just never had the right leader. Bull crap. It's not true. So if you believe in that, please give an amen if you believe in niches to riches. The next thing, which I think transitions perfectly, would be leadership. And leadership is twofold. There's corporate leadership, the management team, right? And then there's also field leadership. So as you're looking at leadership, what's their track record? Who, who are the owners that you're working with, right? Because inevitably your company is gonna have issues. It's part of business, it's part of the real world. And if your company has issues, the owners and the management team are the ones that are going to right the ship. They're the ones that are going to steer you and navigate you through the stormy waters, right? The stormy seas. And so that's super important. You got to know 
who you're getting into business with, who the owners are, what's their track record, what's their experience, who are they surrounding themselves with? Because they're gonna have they're gonna have uh, weaknesses, they're gonna have strengths, but are they are they hiring the right people to help them with their weaknesses? And so that's really important to understand. What are their core values? Uh, do as much due diligence as you possibly can. And then field leadership. I know that we, we don't ever want to blame, right? Upline, you should never blame your upline. You should take full responsibility. And again, stay with your company, please. Please, please, please stay with your company. But I understand in the event that you're going to leave no matter what, that it's not a fit because that does happen. And sometimes that is the best thing you should do. Most of the time it's not. But look at who you're working with. I always tell people, show me your mentors, and if you're coachable and you're gonna work really hard, I can show your future. So pick the right mentors. Pick the mentors that can coach you and teach you. Pick somebody who's done it, that knows what they're doing, that's gonna show you the way. It's still gonna be hard. Think of it as climbing Mount Everest. If you're gonna climb Mount Everest, you gotta have that tour guide, right? If you're gonna have that tour guide to help climb Mount Everest, it's still gonna be really hard to climb Mount Everest, but it makes it possible with the person that's done it before. And again, if you don't have a good upline right now, please don't whine, reach out to somebody. There's probably somebody that could even be sidelining your company. There's so many people in the industry that can still help you. You can watch YouTube videos, right? You can watch Facebook Lives, you can learn from them. So take 100% responsibility and, and, and don't use this as an excuse. Please, please don't use this as an excuse. So that's what I would say is, is really look at that, vet that, look at track record, Try to get multiple sources on it, right? Um, because uh, by the power of, of a couple sources, right, two or three sources, we can have a lot more truth on that. The next thing I would say is, is compensation plan. And the reason why I put compensation plan fourth and not first, second, or third, because it is one of the least important things. It doesn't matter how good your comp plan is if you don't have a, a good product or service. It doesn't matter how good your comp plan is if you don't have a great culture. It doesn't matter how good your comp plan is if you don't have great leadership from a company standpoint, from a distributor standpoint, okay? It doesn't really matter, okay? So I'm not saying that comp plan isn't important. I'm saying it's the least important thing because people always tell, we have the best comp plan. If a company is leading with a comp plan and a distributor is leading with a comp plan, they don't know what they're doing. Run the other way. It's, again, it's not to say that there isn't some relevance to it. I'm just saying that is the least important thing. That is the, the number four thing on this list that you should look for. Think of it this way. If you have a great product, if you have a great um, or service, or you have a great culture along with that, and you have a great company with the leadership and the track record and all those sort of things, and let's say that comp plan pays out 10%. Well, they could probably have a much easier time creating millions of dollars of sales for you because the core foundational pieces are there. And you're gonna probably make more money there than the company that has a payout of 90%, right? But doesn't have those core foundational pieces. And so you've gotta understand, you gotta look at what are the most important things to look for as you're building a foundation, um, as you're doing that. There is no one true company, okay? There's lots of great companies out there. There may be the company for you that resonates the most. I promise you there are issues everywhere. I promise you you're gonna get frustrated with, with corporate as you become a big leader. They're gonna get frustrated with you. It's part of becoming a leader of leaders. If you're somebody in this business, 
you're going to get frustrated. And you're going to be frustrated because that's part of being a leader. Leaders have very high ambition. Leaders have very high expectations. And their leaders are going to have that. And some of the corporate people are going to have that. And so part of this business is I always say you start out as a follower. Then you become a leader of followers. And some of those followers may be on a scale 1 to 10, a 3. And then maybe you become a better leader of followers. And there are 5. And a better leader of followers. And there are 7 on average. And then eventually you're going to become a leader of leaders. And leaders are very, very hard to keep because they want to do what they want to do. And so you've got to learn to support that and understand that. And you've got to learn to do the right thing. So I hope that as you guys, and I want to make sure I didn't cover anything. I hope as you guys are, are looking at this and you're studying these things, I hope that solidified your belief already. I hope that it was helpful for you and, uh, and made it where you guys know exactly what to look for, what to focus on. And again, the last thing I'm going to say is, is you know what? Companies evolve. So if you feel like you have some of these pieces, but not all these pieces, every company's got to start somewhere. So if you're part of a company that's maybe in its infancy, frustration's part of the process, but have the vision of looking at where do you, where do you believe based on the leadership and the vision of the company, where do you believe that company is going to be in a year and two and three and four years from now? And you've got to be that leader and that, that person with that vision and that pioneer rather than just saying, oh, they don't have their crap together. Well, I'm going to leave. Okay, because there's, there's issues everywhere. So I appreciate all of you tuning in. Until the next time, this is Rob Sperry signing off from my home in Lehigh, Utah. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.